Welcome to the Aquarian Era. Now play a Volta. It's the Luminaries with David Odyssey. This time, a great conjunction post-Saturn return, possibly on LSD catch-up, covering Roisin Murphy, the Astrology of the Crown, and general gibberish that I find interesting. Thanks for listening. Stick around. Welcome back to the Luminaries podcast after an extended hiatus, which I really thought would be indefinite, honestly, because let me just say, I am recording this podcast on the Great Conjunction, so it is December 21st, who knows when this is going to go out, but it is December 21st, Um, and I am officially done with my Saturn return, just for everyone listening, just... I swear this is not going to be too deep of an astrology podcast, but things are kind of major. Um, The planets Saturn and Jupiter, so Jupiter, abundance, Zeus, um, philosophical expansion, and Saturn, Kronos, time, definition, structure, both simultaneously have moved into Aquarius. As of today, for the first time in two years, 200 years, They are in conjunction, and they have moved in conjunction out of an earth sign, Capricorn, into an air sign, Aquarius. I will get into the, like, every time people are like, hey man, so it really is like an age of Aquarius. And it's like, yes, actually it is. But essentially, if you were like me, and you had your Saturn return in Capricorn, and you were born with a lot of planets in Capricorn, meaning that you're obsessed with authority and like literally need like a museum cop to yell at you like I did today to feel alive. Um, Congratulations, your Saturn return is over. And we're now entering Aquarius, which is just air. I'm Aquarius rising. So Aquarius is an air sign, obviously, reinvention. Um, What's good for the whole, kind of the delivery of the collective consciousness. And I am Aquarius rising, which means that my my chart begins with Aquarius. So I have these two massive planets at zero degrees of Aquarius. In my, if if it's my rising sign, that means if you think of the first house in the chart, the beginning of my hero's journey, we have Aquarius. We have these two planets at zero degrees of Aquarius, which means I am only just now starting, and that's kind of where I am. I think. A lot of the Christ on a cross, martyrdom, Piscean, who am I? What is my trauma about? How can I turn my suffering into a brand? Um, How can I know famous people so that I can survive? I think we're done. Um, And with that, I just want to say like, A lot of the challenge in the past for me of doing this podcast was like this weight that I put on myself of like, oh, do I need to like deliver on someone who I think is successful and then I interview them and it's like, okay, enough. What I am realizing, because every time I've tried to like rebrand my podcast or rebrand myself is that I'm really at the very, very beginning. I have no idea who I am. I don't know what I like. 
right now I'm just like looking at a lot of my clothes like who bought this and I don't mean that in like such a disparaging way I just mean like I have thought that turning 30 would mean being dead and that I would be so old that I would need to be taken into the backyard and shot. What being 30 actually means is that the crucible of my 20s in which I thought I needed to be something, especially something precocious, and to do something that would redeem me and make me special and get me out, get me out, that's what it is, get me out. And Ruby McAllister on this chart said, you know, fame is a demon and people who want to be famous just, it's a death drive. So what I'm realizing is actually being 30 means I'm very young. I get to start over. I get to actually enjoy things that I never got to enjoy, like food or sex or like jojoba oil, like actually like being alive on this planet. With that said, I am reconsecrating this podcast as just kind of a... In the spirit of Aquarius, in the spirit of an air sign, I am reconsecrating this podcast as a as a liquid, malleable, changeable vessel um, through which I can express myself and hopefully have people on that I that I want to talk to, but no more of this pedestalization. I mean, I'd really just love to like talk to people like a human being. So. Anyways, I'm really grateful for everyone who's been listening because I'm so obsessed with wanting to be seen, but then when I am seen, I am in complete shock and don't understand what's going on. So whenever I get affirmation from people who listen to the podcast and like my friends, it really does mean a lot, but I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? But that said, I'm going to take compliments, babe. Um, so... What I would say is the vibes for this year, first of all. And thank you for just being with me. It's a very scattered time. I may or may not have done acid this morning. Can I just say, first of all, doing acid at the Whitney Museum. The Whitney Museum is a gulag. Um, it's literally a Soviet. If you go on those balconies, you're, be, you're in a Soviet panopticon. Uh, I took my mask off on the balcony, the open air balcony, because I was talking with a lovely Scandinavian woman and a guard came out and said that on camera they were watching me take my mask off and I had to put it back on. So, you know, my family did escape the pogroms and we did get out of the concentration camps. So, you know, just kind of putting that out there. Um, the vibes. My friend Layla told me that Rasputin was an Aquarius Taurus moon, which is hot. So Rasputin is definitely the vibe, the song Rasputin. Um, just being like a hot, powerful person and not needing attention. I mean, obviously Rasputin got a lot of attention. He got laid and he got like stabbed. But, you know, if we think about John D, who is Elizabeth the first, who I think Elizabeth, I'm gonna look into Elizabeth's chart right now, but um, John D was Elizabeth, AKA Kate Blanchett, Helen Mirren for some in the HBO miniseries. She had 
an occultist and an astrologer plan out all of her conquests, and that's why she is the tea. I really recommend that everyone do yourself a favor and watch the film Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett. Do not watch the sequel, just watch the original. Elizabeth is a movie about a woman who makes her fuckboys weep because she realizes how powerful she is. And let me just, Elizabeth won astrology. Uh, also, let me just do a catch up because I owe this to a lot of people. The Crown. Olivia Coleman is an Aquarius. Gillian Anderson is a double Leo. What does that mean? Leo and Aquarius are diametric opposites. Leo is the expression of the self. Aquarius is service to the collective. So, need I say more? Elizabeth II, whom Olivia Coleman plays, let me just make sure I get this right, in all of my reading, she always comes up because she has a T-square. I have a T-square. Essentially, Elizabeth II, she's a Taurus. Oh, she's, oh, she's Capricorn rising, Jesus. She has a T-square going to her Saturn. Anyways, that's not really interesting. Elizabeth I, ah, Elizabeth I, Virgo sun, Capricorn rising, Taurus moon. So she has a perfect earth trine. You just can't, you can't crack that. Princess Diana, Cancer. I mean, her hugging an AIDS patient is, that is Cancer at the highest. Most other Cancers I know, you know. I, I just think sometimes I'm like, let the shell down. We know, it's okay, we know. Cancer is, is mammary glands. It's literally like mother's milk and they sometimes try so hard to show how tough they are. And I get it, you're a crab, you're tenacious, you have the shell, but it's like, I get it, enough. The most important cancers in the world. Roisin Murphy. Roisin Murphy got me through 2020, no questions asked. Roisin Murphy is an Irish disco witch storyteller. And like a true cancer, she is about the lore and home and ancestry and the stories we tell. And that is what she gives through her music is lineage and, and, and weight, you know? The other most important cancer in the world, Caroline Polachek. And Caroline, listen, we don't even need to go too deep into why Caroline's a cancer besides the fact that Caroline's vibe is Sea Witch. Caroline is Vanessa in The Little Mermaid if she didn't eat and like didn't hook up with Eric, but just like went to a rave, like she is so incredible. Who, are there any other <laughs> cancers? No, there are a lot of cancers. Actually, I feel like most women in pop are cancers. Okay, we need to talk about another cancer. I was talking about gulags earlier in this podcast, and I do want to say that Ariana Grande's album, Persua what is it, Positions, Persuasion, reminded me of being in the gulag in my previous life. So it reminded me of my great-grandparents uh, escaping the pogroms. Meanwhile, Kylie Minogue, who is a Gemini, May 28th, 
Kylie Minogue said, I actually was on, put on this planet to give love and to share love and I'm not going to ask anything of my fans. I'm going to give them a gift. And she gave us that because magic is the most sublime, beautiful song. And that album, Disco, is just a gift. Okay. Moving on, I want to say that the other woman who's been really big for me, and you're going to be like absolutely annihilated by my originality, is Dua Lipa. What Dua Lipa has said, first of all, you know what my mother always says about Taylor Swift. She can't sing, she can't dance, and she's not pretty. What Dua Lipa has kind of done with that is say, I can sing, I can't dance, but I am pretty, and that is enough. And Dua Lipa, there's something to be said for a hot girl who's being hot. And in a lot of my pangs of despair and martyrdom this year and just being absolutely dissociated out of my fucking mind and just like in a fugue, I would just watch Dua Lipa videos on loop, loop, loop because they're very beautiful. And she is very, not just confident, but she's very generous. And there's just this sense of ease and lightness. And I, I don't really need a lot of drama or backstory. I just get a sense of like, yeah, this is my moment and I feel good. Um, I wanna talk about the Alanis Morissette Muna remix of A Blaze is really stunning. All of the Alanis Morissette remixes this year are incredible. Alanis Morissette, let me just tell you something. The reason I like do astrology is to talk about Alanis Morissette's chart just because <laughs> you just, I don't know. She, she to me is kind of the ultimate and I actually wasn't even, I never listened to her. I only knew her because she's so major in dogma as God. I think she's Venus and Taurus, but um, my roommate, Amber Alert, Harry Hansen got me into her and obviously she's changed my life and like, I, I've learned so much astrologically, but also just about like, what does it mean to, what does it mean for your art to be a gift? What does it mean? And what does it mean to have to never be done with the processing and the pain? I mean, her fucking business manager who is stealing money from her. Oh, I think she's into prison. It's just like, wow. I'm really learning that. Like, obviously Rihanna with her piece of shit dad. And Robin too. I'm just like, wow, there is this thing about if you want to open your heart, you know, and be vulnerable, that means you're vulnerable to attack. And... That is like a crazy lesson for me to learn. Um, thank God I'm in recovery. By the way, during podcast hiatus, I started recovery. So I'm in like fully working the steps. So I think that will make, if you listen to previous podcasts before I was in recovery, I think that will make a lot of sense. It's kind of like when you read your diary entries from when you're like 23 and it's like, okay, just get on medication. like. Oh my God, my blog posts when I lived in LA and was like writing about nightlife or whatever. It's like 
babe, you are depressed. Like if you're going out alone every night and feeling like it's you against the world and you have something original to say, it's like, babe, you just need therapy. Um, but I suppose it's valiant, you know, the effort. Um, the FK Twigs thing I do want to say has brought out an ancient sarcophagal rage within me. And it's making me ask a lot of questions about what does it mean that I as a f white faggot get to be obsessed with this woman, this like diva, woman of color. And I love her music, but then when she's like, okay, well I had a white man beat me. I, I, as a white gay fan, get to suddenly go vague. I don't want to know about it. What does that mean? And I'm just like, I'm really, it just, it makes me so angry, the whole thing. And I'm rewatching Angel and, you know, Joss Whedon, who, by the way, has just, is essentially quietly going down because Ray Fisher, very bravely, said like this dude's a racist he was an asshole on the justice league set i don't care if i'm going down he's going with me and it's like good for him he just got fired from his hbo show anyways i'm watching angel you know charisma carpenter who's a leo who is absolutely incandescent and i met her with my friend meg she is one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen true star you know joss whedon tanked her career because she got pregnant and he was bitter. And so he destroyed this character, Cordelia, who like, you know, some of us really live for. And he, he, he sabotaged her. And I, as a consumer, have just been like, yeah, I worship this woman, I worship her performance, and I worship the, the vessel, I worship the show and the writing but I want to be vague about what it means that the creator abused her and the creator abuses a lot of these women. And I've never really wanted to deal with that. Um, and I guess, you know, I was talking with Max Witter, previous guest, and he was like, you know, you're not, you don't have to solve it. You just have to like live with it. So I'm just kind of like, okay, things are, complicated and things suck and a lot of these men are in this victim mentality of like and they were abused Johnny Depp was abused but Shia LaBeouf was abused but like okay why do we why do we get to watch their Ryan Murphy um you know operas in which they cast women as these like mise-en-scene Barbie dolls and I'm just like seeing that about I do not I don't want to make work out of a victim mentality and I do not anymore I have I'm glad I got that out of my system but I don't want to do that I don't we all learned a lesson from Honey Boy and and when I talked to it when Ruby McAllister previous guest saw it she was like it's an Al-Anon testimony so I'm like, anyways, this was a ramble, but fuck those guys. Fuck people who are in power, but who think they're the victims and who want to suck everyone else into their pageant. 
um, while everyone is being abused, um, and yet no one gets the chance for equal restitution. Amber Heard is a Taurus and a Libra Moon, as am I, as is Lily Allen, um, and they both speak out about bullshit and accept the consequences. Um, with that said, I highly, you know, recommend that you support Free From. It's on Instagram, freefrom.org. It's the nonprofit started by beloved previous guest Sonia Passi which helps uh, survivors of intimate partner violence get economic and legal restitution. So I highly recommend you do that. Um, I am, as always, well, not as always, as of six months ago, I am David Odyssey. I am at David underscore Odyssey. Obviously, I would love if you booked a tarot or astrology reading with me but you know no rush i'm here and i cannot believe i'm alive i really cannot believe what i really did not think i would get out of my second return and i just didn't think i'd make it past third i just didn't even know what that would mean so frankly this is all kind of icing on the cake the last thing i'm going to say is that i read an interview with luca guadagnino and he said that he doesn't drink ice water because it's bad for digestion. So here's to drinking room temperature water and just being here. Um, I love you. It's going to be a great year, I promise. If you're listening to this, I love you. Um, and I'm grateful for you and I'm here for you. Um, okay, moi. <laughs>